What's up, everybody? We are here. We are live. We are back. Football time. I know everybody's very excited about fantasy baseball, right, Howard? You've got people clamoring for the baseball talks, right? There's a lot of clamoring going on right now for the baseball talks. There's no doubt about it. But listen, it's the NFL playoffs. We're hitting the conference championships. Had a had a great divisional round weekend. Well, I had a great Sunday, not a great Saturday, but my Sunday was just fine. So um, I'm ready to still keep talking some football for the time being. Me too, dude. Me too. I've had people texting me, hitting me up saying, you know, I missed the football show. We're not, we haven't gone anywhere. We're here. We're on a very, just a little limited basis, combing it back, but we're ramping it back up too, right? We ease into the Super Bowl, enjoy the Super Bowl, take it all in, some real football, the way real football fans should, just watching the games, rooting for the outcomes. And then we get into the gritty stuff. We get into the free agency, the dynasty stuff. All that's coming. We're going to get started on that tomorrow with quick outs and on Friday with Coop's Fantasy Football Fiasco. But here on this show today, we are talking divisional rounds. We're going to hit on who we think is going to win. We're going to hit on some underdog picks with our buddies over there. We're going to tell you who we're using in those uh, dicey one-and-done leagues. We're going to maybe uh, talk about some FFPC leagues. There's still so much going on, Howard. So uh, why don't we get into it and just, since this is the first show football show of the week, talk about the uh, the games that happened this past weekend, right? Why don't we wrap it up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, where do you want to start? We could start. Let's start with, we might as well just go Saturday into Sunday, right? Let's go with, start with, uh, with Ravens-Texans. Um, I genuinely believe that the Texans were going to put up a much bigger fight. Yeah. Like it was kind of funny. Like I had these two games nailed, but reversed, right? Like I had, I had the Texans covering the spread. I had the Niners blowing out, uh, the Packers or not like necessarily like totally blowing them out, but at least covering the spread there. And it just, it was the total reverse. Listen, Lamar Jackson, the, the Ravens for me, that whole game coop was, was just, it was a, Whatever that that halftime speech was, whatever those adjustments that were made at the half, like you you kind of sensed it because in the first half, the only touchdown that the Texans scored was on that punt return. Their offense was going absolutely nowhere. CJ Stroud didn't look like he had his timing with Nico Collins. It was kind of, you know, so you were like worried about the Texans there, but you were like, what the hell are the Ravens doing? Are they, you know, like, is this the team that would like cough up all of these like late leads in the second half again and whatever. And then they came out in the second half and they were like, right. It was knocked them out. It felt like the, the cat playing with the mouse, right. Where it was like, you know what I mean? Like you knew it wasn't going to get away, but it's like, you know, it just ended already. Right. So I felt, I felt that in the first half I was watching. I was like, Oh, you gotta be careful. You let them, but in the end they did. uh, I mean, they're just the better team. And, and that's the thing though, like that, it's hard to wrap your head around from the outside, but when you hear the players talk about it, how important it is to have guys that have been there before and do all that stuff, this is where it comes through. Where And, you know, John and Pemba makes a lot of money on it with these rookies on the road too because, right. you know what I mean? Tom, every, every game is a home game for Mercedes Lewis, right? He probably has a favorite spot in the light. You know, 40 years old, still out there, you know. Mark it off on your bingo card. You want the Mercedes (laughs) inside five minutes of the show. One per show, one per show. But, I mean, he's 40 years old. I mean, he's played in every stadium probably 20 times at this point, right? Uh, I was actually looking at his numbers, over 5,000 run blocking snaps in his career for that guy. But, I mean, so he's he's been there, right? He's done it all. Whereas C.J. Stroud, man, some of these cities, he's never even been there. He probably doesn't even know where to get lunch, so. 
having a Ravens team that's been to all these playoffs games, they've won games in New England against Tom Brady, Jim, uh, John Harbaugh has, it, it makes all the difference. So uh, as far as these go, because we're going to talk about the Ravens and, and the 49ers and all the teams that are still in it when we get to those previews. So I want to ask you about the Texans, man. Just in general, uh, you have to feel good if you're a Texans fan. Colby Conway is feeling great. They hit on both their early picks, which, I mean, if you got one out of two, that would have been fine. But Will Anderson looking good. C.J. Stroud looking awesome. Uh, You know, they're going to get Tank Dell back. They got Nico Collins. Dalton Schultz is a free agent. We'll see there. But, I mean, what do you think's next for this team? Like, if you're – how do you build off something like this? Going I mean, if I'm, if I'm the Texans, first and foremost, I'm going to try and bring Dalton Schultz back for at least another year or two. I know he's going to want the, the security of it. And maybe you give him a two-year deal and just, you know mm-hmm. – Dalton Schultz to me is the type of guy that you want to keep inside the organization, let him play, play, play. And, Oh, what you want to be our tight ends coach. Yeah. Let's kind of like investigate that because I just think that having that security for CJ Stroud is big. You don't imagine, you imagine what the Texans end of their season would have been like, had they not on a goal like carry. I mean, can you imagine if, if Tank Dell was still available? So I think you've got your core in there, right? You've got your um, you know, you've got your 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 quarterback. I Devin Singletary does not have enough mileage on him to for me to say that he's gonna be, you know, somewhere else. So right. I think he's solid there. Nico, Tank Dell, um, and then you've got you've got Hutchinson and Mechie. Who are both, you know, reasonable guys that like you're gonna have Tank Dell probably working out of the slot the majority of the time, and then you put Mechie or Hutchinson on the other other side there. So you've got your your foundation already set defensively. You've got your foundation already set for the Texans. This is gonna be a matter of just you know drafting to fill in the parts, and then from there just polishing it right yeah i mean i feel the same way but you know it defense usually takes longer to overhaul than the offense right because you know you're picking up pieces that three four and four three and you got to move it around but i think they did a pretty good job this first time around so yeah solidify it in the trenches if you now with singletary i love i like singletary you do as well with jamie pierce i think they can get by again this year and then i think maybe the fo- the following year is when you go all in with the hired guns right you go when you get uh, you maybe you draft a running back or you sign the top corner, pay him whatever he wants. So, right. uh, you know, but I think they, they could potentially compete this upcoming year. So we'll see on that. Uh, the second game on Saturday, 49ers, Packers, man. And the Packers had them up against the ropes, man. Like they had to come back and win this game. They did do it. Of course, not having Debo Samuel, that was uh that made things really scary, man. I think that kind of showed just imagine if they lost Christian McCaffrey or they, you know, or lost George Kittle. The fact that they they really just leaned on Juwan Jennings kind of proved that the game plan was going to go through Debo, right? The, the, yeah. like, Juwan Jennings got so many targets in that Debo role when he came in that uh it is it does make me a little nervous for this next round. Um, I mean, well, I mean, listen, I, I might live in the Bay Area. It doesn't mean I'm a Bay Area fan by any mm-hmm. means. So, I mean, listen, I'm I'm totally fine with I'm Team Lions this this weekend, right? Yeah, I'm I'm too. definitely I'd rather I just I'd rather see it like that. You know, listen, I think that what what Shanahan does with the Niners is fantastic, and you know, and and we saw it on display. But you you you're right. You know, you had to lean on Kittle a little bit more. Um, Jawan Jennings was a heavy lean. 
doesn't sound like McCaffrey's really all that healthy. I know that he was dealing with a calf. They was dealing with that. Now they were talking about if I see one more person with that dude, like massaging his quad, like oh that dude, it's like <laughs> the Chuck, crease. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Bass had Chuck Bass had the best one. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was <laughs> did you see his? I mean, I was watching it in real time and I was like, well, this is going to end up all uh, over the internet. And it was either, it was over. either. <laughs> Or Jason Kelsey shirtless and like you know doing that whole thing. Jason so, Kelsey, dude, what a what a legend, man! I I legend. love him, dude. Uh, he's the best. But um, but I I think the big takeaway from this one here, and like you said, we're gonna be talking Niners, you know, till the cows right. come home this entire week. I think the biggest takeaway, and it's the same thing with the Texans, the foundation of what you've got right now in Green Bay, is really something to be positive and build on because let's face facts, Christian Watson, Romeo dubs, Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks. Like you don't need to touch wide receiver for a little while. That's a, that's a tremendous force. And because they're diverse, they can, each guy can do multiple things over the course of, you know, the, uh, the, the season. So I love the passing game. You know, Jordan love is definitely somebody who can take it to another level. They got to make sure that if they're not going to, like if, if Aaron Jones, I don't even know. Is, I think Aaron Jones is a free agent at the end of this year, isn't he? I actually, I think they extended him. I Did think they extend him? Yeah. Yeah. He's, I think he's, uh, I think he's got one more year. They, then they worked need- it out where he, he helped them free up space on one end to get more years in the back end. Then what you need to do is you need to have a complimentary back that you trust. That is right. versatile. Because AJ Dillon is not versatile. And no. the problem is, is like, and you saw it with Green Bay. Their offense was totally different with Jones versus without. Right. Yeah. We thought he was a handcuff plus. He's more like a handcuff minus, dude. He was wor- <laughs> he was worse. He was worse without Aaron Jones there. It's crazy how that happens. The sometimes. worst part about AJ about Aaron Jones' injuries was people hitting me up being like, should I start AJ Dillon? It's AJ Dillon season right now. Is it it's though? never AJ Dillon? No, it's season. not, dude. It's, it really it's crazy. He would it's all like Tony Pollard too almost was better with Zeke. You know, maybe maybe there is something to this one-two punch yeah. business. Oh, definitely. But uh yeah, it is crazy. And I will say, I mean, like the the Packers, man. You look at these pass catchers, right? And the oldest one on the team is that guy Samari Tori. He's 25. All these dudes are 24 or younger. They're all signed, not just through 2024, but also 2025. So you got Christian Watson, uh, Romeo Dubs, Jaden Reed out of the slot, Dontavian Wicks ready to go at a moment's notice because he yeah. jumped in. I mean, there are, are people that are coming out and saying that he Dontavian Wicks maybe deserves a role over either Christian Watson or Romeo Dubs, and I don't necessarily think it's crazy. I I think Christian Watson still deserves you know another shot. He led he technically led the team in target share, but I mean it's wild. I want to ask for fantasy football purposes, just an early look, Howard. There's a lot of different ways to go about this. You could draft Love and skip the guessing game. You could pick a specific guy and say, okay, you know what, I'm gonna. Uh, even if you take the first guy or second guy, this is my guy. I'm going to go with this guy. You could wait and take whoever's cheapest, or you could just fade them all entirely. I mean, your initial thought for next year, Howard? Are you talking Packers receivers? So it's like, yeah, Packers receivers. Like, okay. Your initial thought is like, do you have one guy that you love, or is it like, a, you know, 
I'm going to take whoever's cheapest or I'll take nobody. Or maybe you'll take Jordan Love and, and just get exposure to the Packers that way. I mean, if you had to, if you had an approach, which, I, which one? If I had, one? if, if I, if I was looking, I would probably say that I would prefer to, I would prefer like, if I'm going to draft Jordan Love, you know, and pair up a guy, I would say that probably Jaden Reed is probably my, my first target because he plays that Debo Samuel hybrid role. And, and we like that. And we've seen the lean there. I mean, you know, chest injury, notwithstanding um, if it's full point PPR, I don't mind going for Romeo Dobbs because I actually right. think that Dobbs is like, you know, if, if you wanted to equate it somewhere like Pittsburgh, you had Deontay Johnson who was getting, you know, the targets and moving all the chains, George Pickens, the deep threat. Christian Watson, the deep threat, Romeo Dobbs, the guy who was being relied on even more. Um, but, you know, and Dobbs does have some deep playability. We did see that, you know, and he's got he's great with yards after the catch. So I would probably rank it um, Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs. Then I would probably go with uh, Christian Watson and then Dontavian Wicks. I, I, I love all four of them, which right. is why I'm like, so I'm, I'm so happy for the Packers. Like it's, it's weird. Like I'm actually, I'm happy for the Texans and the Packers. They lost this time around, but these are both teams that you want to invest in heavily for dynasty formats right now. If you're doing a first time dynasty, like I'm diving into Stroud, love the receivers, um, you know, Musgrave looks great. They seem to favor Musgrave, but then they were like, mm, you know what? This Tucker Craft kid, he ain't so bad. He either. can ball too. Yeah. So, you know, what's funny. I, I went back and I looked, I was like, what did that Steelers team look like when Antonio Brown was a rookie? Because they went to the Super Bowl and Antonio Brown hardly played, right? Right. And I'm so I'm going through and I'm like, geez, they they had Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, Heinz Ward, Antoine Randall L, and Antonio Brown. So no wonder Antonio Brown didn't play much as a rookie. But the reality is you couldn't really go wrong, like you said in Dynasty. You can like them all because they're going to keep some and some are going to go elsewhere. But Emmanuel Sanders left and he was great. Mike Wallace left and he he was great when he felt like playing, right? But like <laughs> these guys, you know, and in the Super Bowl they played that year, they played the Packers and the Packers have the same thing. Jordy Nelson was like the fourth wide receiver, but it's because they had Greg Jennings and Donald Driver and all these guys. Sometimes it's it doesn't mean that if you like one guy, the other guy just goes away. Like these guys could end up on other teams and, you know, we could see trades. You could see the the Ravens when they drafted Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews traded Hayden Hurst away and kept Mark Andrews. I mean, you could see that happen with Kraft and Musgrave. So for Dynasty, I love them all. But, yeah, it is kind of tough for, for redraft, right, trying to pick and choose. I think I'm with you on Reed, though. He gets the uh, a lot of designed plays, gives him a nice floor. Yeah, yeah, I think that, you know, and again, you know, this is something that we're going to be able to sit and watch, and this is just like initial blush. I, you know, uh, my friend, B, you, know, you know, BJ Levin, he was in the yeah. uh, Scott Fishbowl and everything, and he was just drafting, he's drafting a, a dynasty uh, a dynasty team right now, and he was kind of putting that whole thing together. Um, and yeah, and he grabbed, at one spot, you know, like he grabbed Christian Watts. I'm like, yeah, you might as well. I mean, you know, am, am I going to dog this dude for hamstring issues his entire career? No, I'm not, because the Packers do believe in him. And so I want to, you know, I, I want to be able to, to give that. But I mean, listen, I, I, I love it's, it though, right? It's so, I, it's so funny talking to BJ Levin, just you bring him up, that like, sometimes I just want to be like, dude, you have an Emmy. I mean, like, can we talk about that? And he's like, he's just a down to earth guy. He just wants to talk about football. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, can we talk about this? Can we talk he about was, like he, these he was, movie he, premieres he, you're going to? He had the first pick of the, of this dynasty startup draft. And we were talking right. And, uh, 
And I was like, you know, and all of a sudden he said the guy at three was like really trying to like trying to trade and what should he do? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, well, you don't want to scare him off. Right. So you want to, you know, I said, because to me, I'm fine with, you know, the, the top three QBs in dynasty are, are Josh Allen, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I said, everybody is going to take Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts one and two because they're mobile. You've got the, the rushing upside of, of, you know, of him, of Josh Allen. You've got the tush push upside of, uh, of, of Jalen Hurts. And everybody sees that whether or not that they can do that successfully without Kelsey, different story time for another, you know, time for a, a topic and for another time, but he'll still be fine. He'll still but be I, fine. Yeah. He'll still be fine. But I was like, I was like, I love Mahomes. Because Mahomes is not like there's no there's not a lot of wear and tear on this dude, and he's just gelling with Rasheed Rice, and they're probably gonna bring in I don't know Mike Evans or T Higgins or something like that. If Travis Kelsey re- retires, then you know Coop's gonna go bonkers over Isaiah Gathings, who's gonna end up being like this amazing <laughs> tight end. They'll next figure year, it out. Right? They'll, They'll figure, figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. I so mean, it's Mahomes. So I was like, trade down, get the extra pick from this dude. Right. And then, uh, and, and then, cause it's a super flex. I was like, just, you know, cause you're going to, I was like, I'd rather take Mahomes than, than, you know, Allen or, or Hertz anyway. So you might as well trade down to three. They're going to let you get Mahomes. They're going to pass on Mahomes. You're going to grab him. And then, boom, you've got these extra picks all over the place. And now he's like, he's got, you know, Mahomes and Bijan and Brees Hall. And I mean, right. Nico Collins, I mean, it's ridiculous what he, what he put together with that. And he got the QB he wanted the whole time. Right. And it's so funny too, that like it happens with quarterbacks all the time because of other positions. We look at running backs and we're like, oh man, the, the sands of time are slipping away, but it doesn't happen with quarterback. You look at Tom Brady, like he won three Super Bowls before he even played with Gronk. And then he played with Gronk and then he won more Super Bowls after that. Right. Like they, the, the, the age apex for quarterbacks, it goes a lot longer. We forget that, you know, you almost forget that Peyton Manning basically had two different careers as well. Like that he threw 55 touchdown passes with the Packer, with the, with the Broncos and Demarius Thomas, rest in peace and Emmanuel Sanders. But you forget that he had the entire career with Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne and all those guys. Before, you know what I mean? It's like he had two full hall of fame careers. Same with like, you know, you forget the, the era of time where uh, Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl throwing to a totally different group of receivers, Greg Jennings and all these guys, and then Jordy Nelson came and gone. Travis Kelsey retiring is not the end of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has a lot of ball to play. And oh, our guy, yeah, Rashi I'm not, Rice. I'm, I'm not worried about that at all. I just yeah. want to – is, is this a dynasty startup that you'd be interested in here, Coop? Hit me. Mahomes, yes. Bijan, Brees Hall. Rasheed Rice, Nico Collins, Christian Watson, Dalton Kincaid, yes. Kenneth Walker, Jameson Williams. Damn. That was that was that was where his draft was at at that point right there. See? Oh boy, if he wins that league, like he could win that league in 2024, and all those dudes are so young. Yeah, that, that, that would be that's, wild. That's win now with it with that's a major wild. eye on yeah. the future. Yeah, exactly. Because again, again, it's almost, he's almost in a position like the Packers and the Texans, where hey, if you don't win it this year, it's okay because you know what, you got a nice young base. It's when you go all in and you and you lose that it hurts. Uh, but anyway, back on track. Uh, Sunday games: Lions, Bucks, thirty-one twenty-three. This one, you know what? The question I have on this one, and again, we're going to talk about the games this week. You know, the, we'll talk about the Lions. I want to ask you about the Bucks here, man, because. 
nobody really expected this out of the books, right? To see Mike Evans have arguably his best season ever with with Baker Mayfield at a time where Mike Evans said, pay me or I'm going to leave. Do you think they showed enough to to run it back or at least run back some you know the major paces like if you're the boxer you sitting there and saying hey mike right we got something here with baker can you stay right i mean what do you think you think mike evans is gone or do you think they can convince him to, to, to if try I'm, again if i'm mike evans i'm gone okay. <laughs> i'm going i'm going to, <laughs> i'm going to a can you know a contender listen because you know one of the things that and i don't know i don't know how much of it is you know, is, is with Dave Canales leaving or not, but like, you know, Geno Smith obviously regressed from last year to this year, um, played a, a fantastic first season with Dave Canales, uh, as his, uh, as his offensive coordinator. And, and, you know, that was, you know, or not the coordinator, but as the, uh, the QB coach, right. Is that what Canales was the QB coach yes. for yep. Seattle under Shane Waldron Canales leaves. Gino regresses. Now Canales is sitting there as the OC. If I'm Tampa Bay, I obviously want to retain him as my OC and maintain that system there. Will Baker regress if Canales is still there? And is Baker a guy who you think can actually run it back? If I'm Mike Evans, I'm not yeah, doing it. And if true. I'm if I'm Tampa Bay, I want to QB it for the future. Right. Yeah, it's just so hard, you know. It's I almost feel like you 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 end up in they ended up in purgatory. That's what happened because they're gonna yeah. now they're gonna have a bad draft pick because they've made it to. <laughs> what, what are you doing? I mean, that's what I mean. It's like it's almost all for naught, you know. So it does kind of suck. Uh, so yeah, maybe this is a transition year for them, uh, and maybe you look to trade a guy like Chris Godwin too. You, they've got they've got some young pieces you hold on to like Antoine Winfield and all these guys, but I don't know. Yeah, it's really tough when you end up in purgatory. You don't want to do that. So interesting. Yeah, they're just playing for the middle. They're playing for the middle right now, and that's you know. And and I just I just think that I mean, if you're Evans and you're like you know, if they're, if Kansas City's offering you big money over oh. there, if Buffalo's offering you big money to come there. You just you you got to go with the team that you think also. I mean, it, not just the security, but has the best chance of 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 winning and being a winning franchise. And you know, I mean, he's, maybe he's maybe that isn't Buffalo. Maybe that's he's gonna, not Buffalo. I'm sorry. He's he's gonna get paid bank, Howard. Oh, oh, he's gonna get so much. I'm I'm going through and doing my. I'm starting up my free agent series. I've been going through and and kind of combing it out, man. So Michael Pittman, they probably the Colts are probably gonna going to uh, pay him he's probably the best combination of youth and ability Talented. after that yeah after that you mentioned mike evans and t higgins boy it gets ugly quick calvin ridley is 29 years old right he's the same he's he's one month younger than tyler boy like this guy is you know it's like that's a big risk after ridley you've got the next best names in my opinion we're talking marquise brown uh, Van Van Jefferson, DJ Chark, Curtis Samuel, I guess. Like it gets real ugly. The guys at the top. If Mike, if Michael Pittman wants to hit free agency, he's gonna get the bag thrown at him by somebody. Yeah. The Colts would be very smart to give him a long term deal because man, nobody's hitting free agency, and it's bad at tight end too. You mentioned Dalton Schultz. After him, we're talking Hunter Henry, Gerald Everett, Noah Fant. Like pass catchers. Are you can't just go get them, man. So it is. Yeah, this is not a this is not a sexy free agent class no, at, no. at 
any at, at any of the positions. The quarterback is terrible. Um, yeah. Running back is is mid at best. Wide receiver, you've got a very top heavy class there. And yeah, you're right. I think the Colts would be so stupid. Like you've got Anthony Richardson, right? And you saw him kind of gel nicely with Michael Pittman. Why wouldn't you want to, you know, help usher along your mobile QB who you want to make a better passer? Why wouldn't you lock him in, lock him in. with a wide receiver one like that? Give know? him whatever. Give him whatever he wants, honestly, because, you know, poof, it is, it is bad. I'm ranking my. I was trying to rank a top ten, and we're getting down to names like Kendrick Bourne, Demarcus Robinson. I mean, there's not unless you want to go for like an Odell to maybe take us try and reclaim a Darnell Mooney or Gabe Davis. But I'd I'd rather I'd rather trade mediocre tight ends from the '80s with you. (laughs) (laughs) You can get into that, dude. If you want, I'm down. I'm down. I was having a conversation this past week where Pete Retzlaff came up, Howard. <laughs> I was that's all right. I ha- I was having a conversation with a fellow Jet fan and we were talking about Johnny Mitchell. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were arguing about who the original uh who the original wide receiver, uh tight end that played wide receiver was. And and you know, we obviously people were like Jimmy Graham, blah blah. And then somebody went Kellen Winslow. So I was like, Oh, yeah, well, if you're gonna go Kellen Winslow senior, then I'm gonna go all the way. But enough about that. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, it 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 could be Mike Evans definitely gonna get paid here. Uh so yeah, I think the Bucks are gonna end up in uh purgatory. In purgatory. Uh last game, Chiefs Bills, and this is a this is one where we talk about the you know, the Texans and Packers and you, you lose and it's, it makes you sad. Right. But you're fine. You're still, the future still looking good for bills fans, man. This is a tough situation because Vaughn Miller's not getting any younger. Stephon Diggs not getting any younger. The team is kind of built to win now. I mean, if you're the bills, I mean, do you, here's the question. Do because football is such a small sample size sport. Like, do you go for major shakeups here, or do you sit back and chalk it up and say, hey, you know what? That's variability, right? Like, we lost. The kicking game didn't come through. We could have easily won with this team. I mean, how do you look at it, Howard? It's so hard to, you know, with the way fans are on with the with us geniuses on Twitter overreact to every little thing, <laughs> you know? Like, it's so hard to tell the fan base, hey, you know what? Like, we didn't win, but we could have, right? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, let's let's face facts here, right? You talk about the Bills right now, and, and one of the key things that we talked about throughout the offseason, it's one of the reasons why we were taking, you know, with Britt Flynn, the under on the win total there. You're talking about a team that, that just tried to run it back without making the improvements that they needed to make, right? right? Like, I mean, they got rid of Devin Singletary, and and they never brought in an extra wide receiver to go opposite Stefan Diggs. You know, Khalil Shakir, he got some work and everything. But Gabe Davis got some early work, but then Gabe Davis showed his true colors and kind of, you know, fell back. I, I look at this situation here, and I'm like, if I'm Buffalo, yeah, I'm going to try and run it back here one more time. I'm not going to do, like, a, any kind of a big shakeup. I don't know. I mean, Diggs is – Diggs is likely gone, right? I mean, I, I've got, you know, we got all these rumors that he's going to go, you know, join his brother in Dallas, whatever. 
So you've got, you're going to have to deal with, you know, you're going to have to deal with multiple wide receivers. If that means that you draft a, a, a strong, cause it's a very deep wide receiver class this year in the draft. In the draft it is. Yeah. So if you, if you were to lose, let's say you were to lose step on digs, you were to bring in a guy like a Mike Evans or a T Higgins. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you still have Gabe Davis and you still have Khalil Shakir and Dalton Kincaid is going to be a huge lean for you as well. You can draft, you know, a high upside young Tanker. wide receiver. Yeah, try and hit on a like oh try and hit on a tank Dale or or Jaden Reed type. Because if you have the tight ends and you have T. Higgins, then you don't need a big guy, right? You just need somebody who can operate in space a little bit. Right. So I you know, I, I think that's what they're gonna have to do with uh with with Buffalo. I yeah. think so. I can't ask any of them because they're all still crying. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I said wide right on the radio yesterday. And, you know, it was like, oh, what? You can't uh, say that. How dare you? How dare how you? How dare you? Yeah, that, oof, that, those hurt, man. Those hurt. But it's, hey, it's the Chiefs, dude. What are you going to do? And again, you, I just look at you look at the teams that that make the that made the Super Bowl, right? Obviously, the Chiefs. You know, have Kelsey, they have Mahomes, but the Eagles, man, they went out of their way. To, like the, the the wide receivers didn't just show up. They had to go get AJ Brown. They had they picked Devonta Smith in the first round, right? Like he was a Heisman Trophy winner, right? Like and you look at what the the year before that. I mean, the Bengals obviously have gone crazy at wide receiver T Higgins, Jamar Chase. They already had Tyler Boyd, and the Rams. Tra- they had Cooper Cup and they had Robert Woods and they had these guys and they traded for Odell Beckham Jr. the year they made the Super Bowl. Like you have to almost overdo it. Where I think you that. You know, like Britt was talking about, the Chiefs didn't do enough, and I worry that the the uh, the I worry the Lions didn't do enough either. So uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but why don't we why don't we take a quick uh, jump over to talk about our sponsors, our guys over at Underdog? Love these cats, and as long as there's a football game out there, we're gonna be doing picks. We're gonna be going over to Underdog Pick'em contest checking out what they got going on over there they not only have picks where you can go and and check out guys lines take the higher or lower but they also have the scorchers mixed in there where i've seen a couple that they're they're almost working on me howard they're almost enticing me i was looking at i was looking at patrick mahomes rushing touchdown and i'm like he's not gonna rush a touchdown but i'm like oh wait three x on this (laughs) well i mean he can move a little right you know one of these days these scorcher parlays are gonna hit they're gonna hit yes and if you pile enough of them together you can get up to 100x oh i've so, done it i've done I, it I've done it, too. <laughs> I think it I looks had, so stupid i had like a five player five or six player parlay um where they were all uh, yeah they were all scorchers yeah i, I did got up to 100x i did up to 100x one time too just to see just to just so I could click that button, have it tell me like, "Hey, dude, you're going, you're getting out of control. Like, you got to settle down with the scorchers." But but it was all realistic. It could have happened. So mm-hmm. it is fun. Uh, so as of right now, I'm not seeing any free one they're giving us, Howard. But have you gone through and, and picked uh, any that you like so far? Um, yeah, you know what? First and foremost, here, I mean, I want to focus. You know, we we love our tackle monster prop, right? Yes. So I'm going to I'm going to Kyle Hamilton. Oh, he's the he's, man. He's gonna he's gonna be on Kelsey a ton, right? You figure Marlon Humphrey's gonna be back, and they're gonna use Marlon Humphrey because the 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 Ravens are probably out of out of any of the teams remaining use man coverage the most. I mean, they it's probably like twenty to twenty three percent of the time, which is actually significant when you look at at the uh, the numbers. 
So if they're going to go into man coverage and you're going to put Marlon Humphrey on Rasheed Rice, you got to throw like Hamilton's your best guy. He's your yeah. best cover guy. You got to throw him onto Kelsey because he's the only one I think who's got that, you know, the ability to kind of, you know, defend Kelsey, even though he's like, you know, like he's, he's losing the size battle. Right. He's poking around. He's always poking around everywhere, man. He gets yeah. his hands on the football every, he might have the defensive player of the year that one he kind of, he ran through and batted and just grabbed and took like he's, he's been great out of Notre Dame and rookie too. Right. Yeah, rookie. Yeah. So yeah. five and a half tackles plus assists. And I figure if he's going to be the one who's going to be eyeballing Kelsey the majority of time, you know that Kelsey's going to see his target. So five and a half tackles and assists for Hamilton, who plays all over the place. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm going to go with higher. Do it. I'm in. All right. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh, yeah. We don't. Burns doesn't have the whistle going today. We got Adam Bernard behind the glass. Shout out, Nard Dog. There you go. Uh, so, okay, so I'm going to go with one from this game as well. And here's what I'm doing. I'm looking at another defensive player that's been all over the place who really transformed into a new player because he was not this guy right from the rip. But Legereus Sneed, man, he has over the last couple of years turned into a true shutdown player, man, to the point where you watch Stephon Diggs. They had to hand him the ball in the backfield, give him screens just to just to get some separation there. I think they're going to take Legereus Sneed and just throw him right on Zay Flowers because Zay Flowers has been not only the the best wide receiver for the team, but he's been the only one playing the entire game. The other guys mix and match. Rashad Bateman and and Odell only ran eight routes. Like so, I think Zay Flowers is going to get the Sneed treatment here. Uh, they have him set at forty eight and a half yards. Honestly, in a lot of games, he disappears as it is. He's had a couple games where he had like seven yards. So I'm going to go lower on that 48 and a half, uh, just thinking that uh, Sneed locks him up. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. You also were looking at the possibility of Mark Andrews coming back. Um, and, and I think that that's going to kind of, you know, help pull some uh, some targets away from Zay Flowers. They're also going to have to, they're, they're going to have to attack the, the Chiefs you know, deeper there as well. Like, I think that that's something right. that they're going to have to do. You're going to have to try and get Odell Beckham downfield a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, Nelson Aguilar on the sidelines. I'd love to see Rashad Bateman get a bigger, bigger chunk here. But yeah, I, I like it. You've got enough built in there and the possible return of, uh, of Mark Andrews definitely kind of counters that uh, Zay Flowers play. So, yes. So folks out there, go over to underdog right now. Use the promo code or hit that little QR code that Howard's uh, directing you to right there, and they'll match your deposit up to $100, 100% of whatever you put in for first-time depositors. Use promo code ALARM, and you're going to want to do the deposit match, in my opinion, because even if you don't do it all on pickups, if you don't overload, overdose on scorchers the way we like to, then <laughs> we're going to be doing the best balls coming up soon uh, for baseball and for football. I mean, mm-hmm. baseball is open now. It's already ready to rock and roll. Uh, we got a little something special for you in the Discord rolling out this week, so keep an eye out for that. But go check it out right now over on Underdog. And, Howard, I wanted to talk to you because for this last segment, uh, we're going to go in and talk about some uh, guys to use in one-and-done leagues, the matchups we like. And you were just mentioning Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham. And uh, why don't we jump in and start talking about some of those positions? I want to look at some wide receivers because I'm right with you on that. I'm down – on Zay Flowers, uh, and to be honest, I think I'm going to actually use Rashad Bateman in one of my one-and-dones this week. I'm going to go with Bateman. He's been getting more consistent usage. I actually like betting the over for yardage for Odell 
because you look at Odell and I was looking at the numbers. It's like, why would I bet the reception total for Odell? He seems to only catch 20 or 30 yard passes, right? <laughs> he's either going to catch one or he's going to not. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the over on him there, but I like going Rashad Bateman and uh, I'm having a hard time deciding from the 49ers if I want to get too cute or if I want to play it safe. So I want to ask you, Debo Samuel banged up, dealing with a bit of an MCL. He can probably play with it, but maybe not full strength. Do I, if I'm going to go with Bateman as my one wide receiver, as my other wide receiver, do I get cute and go with Juwan Jennings or do I just play it safe and go Brandon Knight? Yeah, I'll tell you what. If Debo is out, I would definitely consider Juwan Jennings if they're going to do that. However, I just I feel like they're going to skew things towards because remember this the, the first half of the season, it was all Brandon Ayuk. Like right. it was Purdy to Ayuk, and we saw it multiple times. Debo was all banged up and everything. Then Debo came back, and that's when all of a sudden things started taking off for Debo. I want to say it's like week 12, week 13, or something like that where it really kind of turned around for him. So for me, I'm, I'm looking at Ayuk as the possibility. You could do Jennings if Debo is out, but I still think that they'll steer it more towards Ayuk. So I'm going to go with Ayuk. Uh, and while you're using Rashad Bateman, I'm going to like, when I, when I make my decisions now for conference championships, I always keep it in one conference, right? Oh, because, yeah. you know, and I'll be like, you know, and I'll, and I'll look at like the individual matchups. And as we go through the positions, you know, we'll look at it, Brandon Ayuk, and then I'm going to throw in Jamison Williams, mm. right? Well, because we've seen the San Francisco secondary get beat deep. We've seen it before. And and that, I think, kind of favors what we're seeing with Jamison Williams now that his route tree is also kind of growing a little bit more. Mm. And I think that the 49ers are going to do what they can to try and take Amon Ra St. Brown, at least it's somewhat out of this game. So I'm going to stay with the NFC wide receivers, go Ayuk and Jamison Williams, um, you know, in that sense, because that's going to save either, you know, Zay Flowers or, you know, or, or you know, Rasheed Rice or somebody like that for the Super Bowl. Like I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll let it sort out that way. So I always stick into one conference here. Yeah, I'll tell you what on Jamison Williams. P, like uh, we're so – we're so reactionary and and so aggressive in like dynasty and stuff like that. Jamison Williams is the guy I'm trying to get a hold of if I can. The guy that the guy the the people that drafted him are probably starting to lose a little bit. I'm telling you, go back and look up Devonte Adams, like the articles that were written about Devonte Adams in 2015. They were literally like, should we cut this guy? Uh, people on Reddit were saying, you know, Jeff Janis is obviously better than Devonte Adams, right? Because he did had two two bad years to start of season. I, I had this offseason, I had uh, dynasty questions, people saying, hey, here's the end of my bench. Who do I cut? And Nico Collins is right there. And, you know, your first two years, 400, 500 yards, didn't crack it. People were saying, hey, you know, I'm just going to throw this guy away because, you know, I'm telling you, with some of these guys, you know, with him having a major knee injury and then having the suspension, he, we haven't really even seen the guy play. So don't get too crazy making decisions on these guys after one or two years. You you never quite know because Devontae Adams, go back and look at the numbers for him. Look at Antonio Brown. We talked about him earlier. He didn't even do anything. And then all, and then he turned into the wide receiver one for four straight seasons. So that that's my rant on Jamison Williams and a lot of these guys. Don't give up on the Drake Londons and these guys until you've seen them at full strength. That's all. End of rant. Very, very wise words there, Andrew. Yes. Very uh, <laughs> 
let's get back to what we're doing now. Uh, let's jump over. Let's do quarterback because you were just mentioning something that I think quarterback is the position where it matters most with your, your you kind of alluded to some game theory here, right? Mm-hmm. Where in these one and dones, you've got some kind of decisions to make. You can't just straight up say, I think this guy's going to score the most points, so I'm going to start him because you have to consider who's available, right? And who's going to be available next round. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, you know, I'm looking at my, and I was, I was screwing around because I saw you uh, in in the dock there as well. Because I mean, the real question is, is like, you know, do I want to, do I want to choose between Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson now, right? Or do I want to go with either Patrick Mahomes versus the Niners or you know who you know the Niners or the Lions, or do right. I want Lamar Jackson against either the Niners or the Lions? So. I kind of lean more towards, you know, using either Jared Goff or Brock Purdy this week. And I, I, I'd probably say from a from a DFS standpoint, like because, you know, one and done, you're just looking for the one week anyway, is that I, I feel like we're going to see Jared Goff throw a bunch yeah. in this one here. It's going to be very tough to get the ground game going. As much as I love David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, Jared Goff is going to need to throw. Jared Goff on the road, not great. I probably would use Brock Purdy here, but since you had already put Brock Purdy into uh, your your spot there, then I'm going to say Jared Goff. But I may or may not just want to say Brock Purdy. Uh, you could say you can pick the same one as me. We both kind of picked Brandon Ayuk there. You know, we can pick the same. Hey, you know what? It's you're only most people are only making one lineup, so you don't have to get too diverse here. So let's but, let's go Brock Purdy and pair him up Brock. with Brandon Ayuk. Let's do that because Brock Purdy. <laughs> well, I said you don't can't just pick the guy you think is going to score the most points. I mean, he has the best matchup. The Lions are of the teams left. The Chiefs, 49ers, and Ravens are all some of the best teams against the pass, and the Lions have not been good. They've been good against the run, not against the pass. So I think this is the, and this is such an important game for Brock Purdy career wise to be to be honest because this is a team that they should beat. That's very good against the run and that you can throw on. So of all the game management talk and all he has to do is hand it off and do the screens. Well, his main screen guy Debo is banged up and his, and it's a bad matchup for the running back. So can Brock Purdy throw the ball against a team you should be able to throw against and win this game like he should. And I think he can. So I'm going to use him in these, in these lineups, but if he doesn't, that's when it gets crazy for, for, you know, the off season, uh, discourse because if he does if he does lose you have to think about you know the long term with some of these guys when you know if they lose this year and they lose again next year well they're not gonna fire shannon they're not gonna fire their gm so where's the major shakeup go well i mean does does it need to like you know i think that i I feel like purdy is like a shanahan type quarterback just get the ball into the playmaker's hands you're not gonna lose he's not losing the game for anybody like i mean if, if if the niners lose it you know, it's not because Brock Purdy. It's because of you know. I mean, you got to figure out what happened. They almost lost this game to the to the Packers. Why? Well, your defense had some some issues containing the Packers' uh, offense, and you know, you lost Debo Samuel, and and you know, Christian McCaffrey was clearly <laughs> not a hundred percent. That's that's my go-to move. From they now better. On. Yeah, I, I they, can't do this on radio. <laughs> please, please take that to the blue tent moving forward. Please, <laughs> that, that guy should just stay in the blue tent. <laughs> right? That dude is, he's normally in the blue tent. That dude should live in the blue tent, please. Yeah, uh, yeah so, all right. Um, yeah, I feel you on that. I mean, Brock Purdy, he, like, again, 
Yeah, all he has to do is do his thing. The offense is it's pre it's pre made. So yeah, yeah, we're reading chat chain. What's up, brother? Oh, uh, yeah, throw Twitch especially house. Twitch crew, little Twitch gang. Yeah, I got the Twitch glasses right here for the Twitch gang. Ah, it's been know. a uh, yeah, Damn. been a while since we had the Twitch gang hanging. It really up, has brother? been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, good. Yeah, you. we're all reading the chat. What do you got? You got questions yeah. for? Yeah, us? throw stuff in there, man. Uh, yeah, Jack, uh, we missed this one earlier. Jack asked, "Where do we have Tank Dell?" Well, I'll tell you what, Tank Dell, he's already graduated to a guy that he was playing full-time opposite of Nico Collins and moving into the slot for for three wide receiver sets. He's already at the level that we're hoping that JSN and uh, and Alec uh, and Josh Downs and Jaden Reed can eventually get to. Like, he kind of just fast-forwarded to year three Chris Godwin. So, like, I, you have to rank Tank Dell really high, right, Howard? Assuming he comes back healthy. Assuming he comes back healthy, I mean, he's going to be. I mean, listen, the steam on Tank Dell is going to be huge. I, I could gar- I guarantee you, he's going to probably go in like the third or fourth round of drafts. Just pulled this ah. rated rated rookie card right here. Hi, much tank. Rich. tank up, I'm tanked is up. Is that dude. not in plastic? I got a. I got cases you coming get today. A sleeve. I, I, they're on, coming today. Man. They're coming in today. Okay. Jeez, Louise. I should get my dirty fingers off of that. Right, and Pemba's probably like cursing at the screen right now i was with him pemba this weekend and he was opening packs of cards at the bar with his greasy bar (laughs) (laughs) wing sauce and mustard on oh no no condiments no condiments he's yeah pulls a rookie will levis and he's just wiping his face (laughs) (laughs) he was very yeah he actually did pull a rookie Will Levis worth like 20 bucks. I was like, all right, dude, that's pretty nice. So, can yeah. you say, I'm not going to read this out loud, but it should just, oh. Yeah. Uh, Luis Castle, truly atrocious. His fighting style is something beyond anything I've seen before. Yeah. Uh, Lear, let me, let me give you one. Uh, you know what, Howard? Luis Castle, truly atrocious. His fighting style is something beyond anything I've seen before. Terrible. There you go, buddy. All right, so back to what we're doing. <laughs> it's it's a fantasy offseason. Did I just want, sign a waiver for that? Right, yeah. I don't even know who Luis Castle is, but uh, yeah. I, I, what, what's this guy? Uh, this guy's like 50,000 followers on Twitter. He's going to put us on blast right now. Um, <laughs> Do you okay. believe what these idiots said about Luis Castle? He's the greatest <laughs> fighter of all time. I can't believe these morons. <laughs> uh, now we're gonna get beat up by Luis Castle. Wait, it says it says football up top. That's football. right. Yeah. Uh, you're messing with our algorithm now, Shane. Uh, okay, so let's get to let's do running backs, and we'll wrap it up with tight ends. Okay. Running running backs is always the toughest one for this mm-hmm. for these one and dones, man, because. Uh, you're you're so t- I'm so tempted to play it safe. I in fact, if you I'll give my two names right now, and this is the safest way you can possibly play it is if you manage to have both Gus Edwards and Justice Hill left, and David Montgomery and and Jameer Gibbs. If you were very conservative, then you can just pick one of them, right? I'm thinking that if I use Gus Edwards here, and the Ra- if the Ravens are are winning, then that's good for Gus Edwards. So if the Ravens win. Then I use Gus Edwards. I'll still have Justice Hill, right? If the Ravens lose, well, then I can use Isaiah Pacheco or Clyde Edwards-Helaire. And right, same thing with the Lions. If the Lions win, it's a David Montgomery game, and I'll have Jameer Gibbs left. Otherwise, I, you know, then I'll I'll still have Christian McCaffrey, hopefully. So I don't know. That's this. That's a really conservative play. If you're going to be a man about it, Howard, though. <laughs> who, who do you like? Who do you like of the of the actual decisions you might have to make? All right, well, 
let me, let me pick my cojones off the ground. <laughs> All right. Oh. Quiet, quiet, quiet down, you uh, you split backfield boys. Let me I'd tell like... you how a man picks an RB1 here. Again, it's AFC versus NFC. And where, yeah. what do I want for the Super Bowl? And, you know, have I saved Christian McCaffrey this entire time? Do I want to use Christian McCaffrey against the Lions when I know that <laughs> is right around the corner? Or do I want to, you know... What I'm looking at here is I'm saying I'm going to use Gus Edwards, possibly Justice Hill. If you don't have Gus Edwards left, then Justice Hill is certainly usable there. And then Isaiah Pacheco. And if you don't have uh, Pacheco available, then, you know, then maybe you can shift over to like one of the Detroit backs, right? Maybe you could can do that. Or I po- could even possibly say that I'm just going to use Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. But I'm yeah. going to probably stay in the AFC here. So that way for the Super Bowl, I've got my pick of either McCaffrey, Gibbs, or David Montgomery. And if I've used Gibbs, which I have in one, one and done, then I would just go with Montgomery, you know, in, in that role there. And then possibly, you know, if I needed a running back because I didn't have one, then, you know, you can always throw Craig Reynolds in there because who doesn't love Craig Reynolds? Right. Yeah. You can't. Season on the line, fourth and goal. <laughs> Season on the line. <laughs> Season on the line, fourth and goal. Who do you go to, Howard? Gotta be Craig Reynolds. Dude, it was so <laughs> maddening. It was so because you gave the, you the gave the ball to Montgomery on first down, and he gets down to the two. Uh, then you call two straight pass plays, like an t- idiot. Even Collinsworth, who's like just one of the worst, is just like. I don't know why you don't just run the ball down here three times. Dude, it's just so crazy, though. Like, have you not been watching football the last couple of years? The the Bengals lose the Super Bowl going to Samaj P. Ryan. Earlier this year, the Colts lose the game going to uh, Marlon Mack, not Jonathan Taylor, right? Or was it? No, it wasn't even Marlon Mack. It was the third guy. It was. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, Offensive I, coordinators lose their minds near the goal line, and they feel I, like they've got to like just do this like crazy, whacked out, stupid thing. I don't. Don't throw an offensive lineman in there and tell me that he's eligible. I don't care. Just don't run the freaking football. Run the ball, dude. Right? I mean, this goes back to not using Marshawn Lynch at the one in the Super Bowl. Crazy dude. The the conspiracy theories on that about you know, like you know, they wanted Russ to be MVP or whatever. I don't know, but whatever it was, it was the wrong. I, call. Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was of course. Call makes a lot of sense when you boil it down. Uh but thinking yeah. about Mel Kuyper's uh big board talking uh Drake May at three to the Patriots now. Oh. Really? I see I've already been thinking about that in my head. It's it's it just sucks because if the other team takes Daniels ahead, then now I'm like, well, what's wrong with May? You know? Why couldn't the Patriots lose better? <sighs> All right, last position oh. here. <laughs> I got nothing for you. <laughs> Lose better, dude. All right, last position and the best one, our favorite one, and a very deep position in these playoffs. Every round, you've been you've been able to make a lot of crazy options. In fact, in my baby bowl lineup, uh, don't want to give any spoilers, but I'm using two tight ends this week because there's a flex and there's just not enough wide receivers and running backs to go around. Nice. You know, like the Lions have one wide receiver. The the 49ers right now have one and a half. I'm using the tight end. 
But uh, if you're picking one this week, Howard, uh, to use, who are you going with? I'm going with George Kittle. I'm going to stay in the NFC. I'm going to wait to see what happens. You know, do I get to use Mark Andrews or Isaiah Likely, or do I get to use Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl? One of those players is going to crush it in the Super Bowl. I don't care which one it is. So I'll go and I'll use, you know, as much as I would love to use Laporta, uh, you know, I'm going to go with Kittle here, especially if it's a banged up Debo Samuel. If Debo Samuel doesn't play, come on, man. Kittle against the Lions who give up out of the four teams remaining, the, the Lions give up the most fantasy points per game to the tight end. So give me a, yes. give me George Kittle in this one with a banged up Debo. Yeah, and the, the, you that is the highest the highest upside outcome is Kittle. Be, and here's why. I mean, not just because Kittle is been he has been great. Debo's been banged up, and he has the best matchup. But let's what if you use Kittle and he does great, and the Lions win? Now you have this tight end matchup again next week for whoever you use of Andrews or Kelsey. That's the highest possible upside situation for the tight end is use Kittle and Lions win. Now you get to start a team against the Lions again next week. If you want to play a conservative, then you go with like Kelsey or because, you know, 49ers are a tough matchup for tight ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you don't necessarily want to be going with the against them in the Super Bowl. So maybe use Kelsey in that case. But I don't know. I think Kittle's the way to go. I had Kelsey written on the show sheet, but I'm changing my answer. To your answer. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing it's wrong one. with it. And you can stack them with Purdy. I mean, we just load up on 49ers now. That's the thing is like, especially if you like in the baby bowl, for instance, that Rob Norton does, I suggest if you uh, folks out there, definitely for next year for the regular season and playoffs, you should jump in that it's for a good cause. But for something like that, I can see the other teams, right? Heath Cummings is winning right now from CBS. I can see who he's played so far. I can see how many points he has. I know I'm on tilt. So I'm with you. I'm just going to load up on 49ers and hope the 49ers go off and lose. And then now I've, I've, I've weaseled my way back into it. So in <laughs> uh, your leagues out there, definitely keep an eye on the gamesmanship, all that going on. Uh, we're going to jump here in a minute. So Howard, before we go, why don't we just do a couple of the picks on the key situations here? Uh, we'll start with Ravens chiefs, three and a half points. What do you think, man? Ooh, Ravens a favorite three and a half. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, my, my lean right now, and I'll just, you know, my, my lean here is, uh, is Ravens, uh, and, and covering the, the, the point spread. No, actually I like the three and a half. I'll yeah. take the chiefs plus the points here. If you're going to give me that hook, hook, I'll take the hook. Yeah. I'll take that hook. I'll go. Sucker, here. I'm a sucker for the hook. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Especially when the line changes. Do you know what I do all the time, Howard? I say to myself, oh, if it was three and a half, I would take it. And then it would go to three and a half. I feel like I have to now because I said it to myself, you know? So, yeah. Well, I, because, you know, then if it goes back down to three, you're like, shit, now I got to yeah, buy that. Now extra I got to buy that extra 40 points. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, over under is 44 and a half. Is there a play there? What do you think? Um, yeah, you know what? I actually would probably, uh, I'd probably tilt on the under here as well. I think that's, you know, two defenses that are definitely rock solid. I mean, yes, these, both these guys can put up points, but the lean right now is the under. Yeah. Ravens defense has been stifling. It's uh very interesting what they're doing. I feel like the cover six where it's like, you know, they're half cover two, half cover four. It's very very confusing to watch. I can only imagine what it was like as CJ Stroud's rookie quarterback watching these, you know. Oh yeah, I mean it was just it was it was a perfect game plan for him. I mean, he really yes. kept him on his on his toes the entire yeah. time. Uh and then we got Lions 49ers. Niners touchdown favorite, 7 point favorite here. Um 
I don't know, man. I'm rooting for the Lions so hard. I know Ani Coop in the chat rooting for Jared Goff and the gang. So I might just stay away from betting on this one and just root for miracles, you know? I'm I'm rooting for the uh for the Lions. I'll tell you what, the problem is, and that this is where where Vegas and, and all the intricacies come into place. Um <clears throat> you look at this game and you're like, everybody's in on the Lions. They look great. Great running game, strong defense. Amon Ra is sick. Jared Goff plays well, blah, 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 blah. You know, like you, you've got great weaponry, and this is like a team of destiny. You know, 49ers, Debo's hurt. Christian McCaffrey's banged up. Brock Purdy didn't look good in the last game. You know, that kind of thing. And then, like, so, like, I guarantee you, like, here, I'm, I'll just let me look it up real quick um, and see where the, uh, the, the public money is right now because – I'm sure that the public money is probably sitting on Detroit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. people love it. They love, you know, if you're in, you know, you pop yeah. in, you pop into Vegas for the weekend and you got to bet on something, you're betting on Detroit. Yeah. Dude. So 52% right now leaning towards the Lions. It's 52.48 for both games. 52% on the Ravens, 52% on the Lions. So I guess uh, I'm, I'm just fading the public in both ways and I'm going to take the the Chiefs and the, and the Niners. You're mean. That's, that's, you're a jerk. All those big, beautiful <laughs> hotels in Vegas were built on the public being wrong. It's true, though. It is true. The Vegas has only been wrong on one Super Bowl, and that was the um, that was the Patriots when they were seventeen zero losing to the Giants. Every other Super Bowl, they've they've rinsed everybody on. So there you go. Uh, also, Lions, they're going to be missing Jonah Jackson probably mm-hmm. with a knee injury, and uh, Frank Ragnow. Our boy from Arkansas dealing with an MCL. So, I mean, that's been the bread and butter of that line. So, I feel you on that, man. All right. Well, that's it for us, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Coming up next, stay tuned on the channel because we have the Better Sports Betting Show with Dan Servadidio. How are you on this one? Not today, sir. Not Not today. today. Okay. So, hang tight. Uh, They're coming up right after this. But that's it for us. Tomorrow, you can join me for Quick Out at 1 o'clock. We're getting into some dynasty stuff. I'm having on uh, my buddy Dave Kluge from Football Guys. And then on Friday, on Coop's Scoop, on Coop's Fantasy Football, we're getting deep into free agency, man. I'm starting my free agency preview series. We're going to each episode hit on one division, and I'm going to tell you who's safe for dynasty, who's not, who could get replaced, who uh, could come in and be a star on a new team. That's what we're doing. going to be good times, Howard. All right. Well, thanks for having me, Coop. We'll catch you next time.